One of the things that I was surprised uh, when reading the 9-11 Commission report was the that they included some history, like in the beginning chapters, uh, especially with uh, the Soviet-Afghan war. And I know earlier we were talking about your article on uh, the 1993 World Trade Center bombing, and I really liked how in the beginning of your article that you included some historical perspective on that event. And I wanted to ask you about that event uh, the when um, when the Soviet Union invaded Afghanistan. And I, I wasn't alive during this time, and I was just wondering why— why would the Soviet Union even go into Afghanistan? Like, what sort of, what was in it for them to do that? Well, there's various factors as to why they invaded, but one of the reasons was that uh, Afghanistan was going through a tumultuous period between um, being a secular uh, power, one that caters to a religious uh, majority past students are religious uh, and so are native, native uh, Arabs. Uh, Afghans basically in the 1960s and 70s were going through a modern day period of uh, Arab nationalism that permeated throughout the Middle East throughout the 1950s and 60s, which was basically uh, highly influential through President Gamal Abdel Nasser, the president of Egypt, who wanted to revolutionize the Arab world into a, a major power that could basically be um, the equivalent to Great Britain and the United States. And in between, you have the Cold War powers, Soviet Union, for example, that are competing world powers to uh, the West, for example. That would be Great Britain and the United States. And so with this comes a, a very volatile uh, relationship. And so Afghanistan was basically a, a, a battleground in between. And so the Soviets basically saw an extension of the empire and basically wanted to um, extend into Afghanistan, but not militarily at first, through their universities, through their businesses, uh, by supplanting um, any type of worldview with communism and socialism. And this actually worked in their favor, actually. There wasn't any type of you know, religious fundamentalist extremists uh, existing at this time. Any type of extremist was through the Muslim Brotherhood, which was basically being subjugated by the uh, Arab nationalists like Gamma Abdel Nasser in Egypt and imprisoned for long periods of time and tortured. But nobody really heard of these groups. And, you know, basically they were a very silent voice. But after a while, the United States saw what was happening and basically uh, wanted to put a halt or a stop into this. Um, extension. Uh, India, for example, and Pakistan were worried that they would be next because they're neighboring countries. And so a lot of this pressure came back to the United States and led by uh, President Carter through his um, national security advisor, Zygmunt Brzezinski, basically warned that uh, the Soviet Union could threaten into uh, the Arab world and threaten the largest untapped oil reserves in the world, which was the Caspian Sea, which is north of Iran. And they basically put an outline. In fact, Brzezinski would write a book, which is influential with foreign policy at the time, which was called the, the Grand Chessboard. And basically what he outlined was that the United States had to be the sole superpower in order to expand its empire. But in order to do that, it had, been, it had to stop the influence of the Soviet Union 
in the Arab world and starts with Afghanistan. And so the United States basically drawing up plans on how to commit um, to not just a covert operation, but it had to go and involve Pakistan, for example, because Pakistan is the only country that basically would allow Afghans would allow for uh, foreign non-governmental organizations or for official government organizations like the CIA to uh, put weapons and funding in the hands of of militants, because throughout the 1970s, the Soviet Union saw that there was a religious minority in Afghanistan that was pushing back. And this led to violent blood clashes, violent bloody clashes with um, the Pashtun minority and the Soviet and the communists that were uh, um, influential in the region. And there was a lot of there were tens of thousands of people that were killed in this battle. And the Soviet Union government basically saw this as an affront, and they basically uh, replaced some of these um, leaders that were um, involved with the uh, Afghan government. Um, Hafizul Amin is one, Barbak Kamal is another. And basically, a lot of these uh, Soviet uh, leaders basically could not um, culturally uh, affiliate with the, the pastor minorities. And so they basically tried to change the culture. Um, allowing for women to go to university, allowing for women to read, allowing uh, not allowing men to grow their beards long, uh, to read the Quran in public. All this came into it's, a, it's a, basically what happened was a huge cultural war happened and it got the attention of the Arab world around the world. And he said, uh, we basically need to do something. We need to get rid of the Soviet influence in, in the country. And so basically there was a a conference in 1985, 86, um, that uh, involved the Arab Republic. And they basically voted unanimously to intervene for allow the Arab world to basically intervene and, and uh, fight on the behalf of the Afghan, uh, the Afghan, Afghan people. And the United States saw this and basically circumvented their, their plans, their covert operation into a CI operation, which was basically called Operation Cyclone. And this is the largest, most successful CIA operation to date. And it involved, um, I think, $2 billion worth of military aid funding in training these Afghan Mujahideen fighters that basically were not just involving Afghans. The majority of the fighters were Afghans, but 10% of the fighting force were, were foreign Arabs, Arabs from all around the world, United States, uh, Southeast Asia, uh, Saudi Arabia, uh, Turkey. You name it, they were in it. And this brought in all types of people. And what this did was basically gave an excuse for countries like Egypt and Syria, who were imprisoning these extremists from the Muslim Brotherhood and other groups, to basically open up their jail cells and allow them to be free to enter the war. Because what they wanted in return was for them to be killed and not go back to the country they originated from. That was their hopes anyway. But that's that's how that war began. And um, it, it, it there's a lot of fingers in that pie. So mm -hmm. you basically can't just point to one uh, country and basically say that's what happened. But it's a very complex situation. But uh, that's the gist. Of